Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Praise the Lord. What's well, good to be here tonight, amen? And uh, or this morning, yeah, I'm so used to ministering on Wednesday uh, evenings. It's been a long time since I've got to minister here on a Sunday morning, so it's a blessing, amen? Um, Pastor Rusty got with me about uh, Thursday and asked me to uh, go ahead and take the word, so I had a, um, I had a message that I've been going over with, uh, with wisdom, a series of wisdom that I've been uh, just going over, and, and uh, because I, in my own self, I was looking and saying, you know, I need to growing wisdom and all that good stuff, but I just couldn't seem to catch a gear in that message of wisdom. I said, Lord, what, what is it that you, uh, what do you want to do? And uh, right about uh, Friday, he started getting with me on, this is where I want you to go and minister to you today. And I just want to, my, my plan today is just to encourage you, uplift you, and exhort you. Amen. I, I like, like Pastor Rusty says, I, I minister on things that I'm walking through and having to go through. And in the day that we live in, 2023, I don't need to go into everything that's going on. I don't need to reconfirm. I don't need to reaffirm, whatever you want to call it, everything that's going on in this world today. Okay? We got enough bad news. I don't even watch the news. I never have watched the news. And I still have to be careful of challenges of getting this stuff day after day after day. You get on your phone, you get on your laptop, and bam, there it is until you get to where you need to go. And so I really believe the Lord spoke to me and said, now just, I want you to give them this word to encourage them and exhort them. Because again, you have to be careful in the day that we live in, the news that we're getting, the fear, it can produce doubt, it can con- uh, produce confusion. And you say, well, you know, I'm going to walk in faith, I'm going to do this, but here's the thing. One of the biggest things we have to be careful of, I believe, in this day is, is the call of God and the destiny and the desires that God's put into your heart. Because what we're hearing today can really drive a person to say, well, what's the use of doing anything anymore? (laughs) Amen. I'm not talking about the sinner out there that has no hope. I'm talking about here in the church. You think, you know, why do I need to do these? Well, you know, why do I need to get married and have a family? Jesus is going to come back soon. Who cares? Why do I need to start that business for? I always wanted to start a business, but why do it now? I want to go to school. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a CPA. I want to be an engineer, a doctor. Why do it now? Things almost over with. We'll just, you know, we'll just go get us a job and just stay busy until Jesus comes back. But the problem with that is, and Pastor Rusty told me this many, many years ago, it's very dangerous to think that way. Now, I truly believe... Now, we are in the last of the last days. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. I believe that Jesus is going to come back soon. But listen, here's the thing. I don't know if it's going to be next week, next month, or 10 years from now. And I can't shut my life down because Jesus is fixing to come back. <laughs> well, yeah, but Brother Danny, you know, look at the economic system. So be it. Yeah, but they said, you know, they're going to get nuclear bombs and bomb us. Let them bomb us. We'll go to heaven. Who cares? We'll be incinerated. So what? (laughs) Does it really matter? That's not going to happen in Jesus' name. I'm just talking hypothetically. Uh, uh, Oh, you know, the the, the big news, you know, Trump's indicted. Well, there goes the American dream. There goes the make America great again. That's over with. Who cares? You've got to keep going and doing what God's told you to do and the desires that God's put into your heart. 
Amen? Amen. And it's so important in this day, like Pastor Rusty's been talking, of course, come to church, get into the Word, renew your mind, keep fear out. These so important, especially, again, this is just my prerogative. I don't watch the news. If you want to watch the news, that's your business between you and God. But it's already hard enough that I have to work to keep fear, doubt, and unbelief out of my own life with having to put that stuff in. You say, well, I want to stay abreast of things. Well, that's your business. I don't. <laughs> There's things that people come up to me and say, well, you hear about this? I didn't hear anything about it. I really don't care. I'm trying to stay with the Word of God and what God wants me to do. Amen. I had apologized to Roland the other day. We had a conversation uh, last week and kind of got into this, this stuff. And right after we, we, uh, we finished talking, the Holy Ghost just convicted me. God kind of talks to me in just a real raw way. I guess that's just kind of how he gets through to me. He says, now, why did you talk about that for? Was that uplifting? Was it exhorting? Did it help anything? Did it help you? No. Go back and apologize and tell me you're sorry. Amen? Because it doesn't, it, again, going to that and talking and rehearsing all this stuff is not going to help you. Amen? And so anyway, I just want to encourage you today through the Scriptures to whatever desire that God's put into your heart, whatever it is, you need to follow it. Amen. You need to go after it. You need to do it. You say, well, what happens if I'm in the middle of school and Jesus comes back? Well, we go to heaven. It's a win-win. You're going to win either way. <laughs> Amen. What if I start that business? You know, it's got to get two years in. You're going to win either way. Jesus comes back, praise God. But if he don't, just keep going. Amen. Because God's got, you know, we're, we're believing God for a $5 million building over here. Well, Pastor Rusty just keeps going. We're going to have it. Well, if Jesus comes back before it happens, so be it. But we're going to go towards it. And if he don't, we're going to build that building and have church. Amen. It's not a matter of do we need it, this and that, economics. It doesn't matter. It's a matter if it's a desire in your heart and it's a call that God's put in you, you must follow it. You can't shut down. And you've got to encourage yourself every day, I have to keep going. And that's why it's so important to stand the word and to understand his covenant. The Bible says in 89, Psalms 89, 34, my covenant will I not break in the water the thing that's gone out of my mouth. Which means his covenant's not gonna, it's not gonna break. It's, he's not gonna lie. It's gonna come to pass if you work it, if you do it. Yeah. You say, well, Brother Dan, I don't know if I believe all that because everything that's going on, I haven't seen it come to pass in my life. Well, you're doing it wrong. You need to get in the mirror and make adjustments on why it's not working for you in your life because it's not on his end, it's on our end if it's not taking place. I have to do it all the time. I called Roland this week, had to make adjustments. You've got to constantly make adjustments. You have to constantly keep growing in the word to realize if that covenant is not coming to pass, you have to make adjustments, which means like Pastor Rusty says, you're going to have to grow through it. But that means you're going to have to get into the Word and you're going to have to study the Word, read the Word, and pray. And that's where you separate the men from the boys and the women from the girls. Are you going to study the Word and pray? I go into the jail and I tell those guys, every time I go in there, I just exhort them and lift them. Say, now, fellas, you've got to get in the Word and you've got to pray. And I can tell on their face, they'll... Now, three months, six months from now, a year from now, if things haven't changed and you're still in here, you've got to ask yourself, why aren't things changing? Yeah. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Yeah. There's a guy that was in the other day, he told me, he says, man, I got out, and a week later, I was back in. He's been in, he's been in the services many times. I know him. Well, 
You know the answer. Get into the Word. Do what you need to do. His covenant, He's not going to break. He's not going to alter. So, if you will, let me get set up here. Let's go to uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Roland said I had an hour and 20 minutes, so that's what they give us in the jail. So, I, Huh? <laughs> I got, <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 14. Let's see what the Word of God has to say here. Amen. John chapter 14. Let's look at verse uh, 27. <clears throat> it says here, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Or given to, I give unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So it says, peace I'm leaving with you. So there's your answer. Well, I don't know, does, does God want us to have peace in this time? He's telling you, I want you to have peace in this time. I'm leaving it with you. I give unto you, not as the world gives. So we understand and realize the world doesn't have any peace to give you, so why are you paying attention to it? Anyway, I'm just a real, you know, I'm a real cut and dry kind of person. You know, it works or it don't. Okay, amen. <laughs> let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So there's a, a thing where he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. That's our job. Now I'm telling you, let not your heart be troubled, but if you want it to be troubled, you can't let it be troubled. Now, I'm telling you, let not your heart be troubled. Remember uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30? I've set before you blessing, cursing, life, and death. Choose life. Yeah. But you ain't got to choose life if you don't want to. You can choose death. Yeah. What did he tell Jairus? Hey, fear not. Only believe she shall be made whole. But you, ha you have a job to do. Don't fear. Yeah. But if you want to fear, you can fear. You can go over there and cry yourself apart. And instead of me raising her from the dead, I'll ask her when the funeral is going to be taking place. You really believe that, Brother Danny? You really believe if Jairus would have went into a tailspin, he wouldn't have raised her from the dead? You better believe it. Yeah. He'd have been attending a funeral, not raising her from the dead. Yeah. He said, fear not. So he's saying here, let not your heart be troubled, which means this is going to take some work. Yeah. This coincides with um, um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove it as the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So if you don't want to be conformed, this is what's going to conform you, the world. Letting your heart be troubled by fear will conform you. If you want to be transformed, well, then now you're going to have to start casting down some thoughts and imaginations. You know, after COVID and everything that's going on, I heard some, I think we all did, about some people leaving the faith and some churches shutting down, and you know, this person had served God for 30 years and did this and that. Well, they're not even serving God anymore, and it was kind of a noble, well, everything that's going on. Listen, all that tells me is, is that you got conformed, you didn't get transformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's COVID. That, that, COVID's irrelevant. Yeah. I'm not saying that we don't have some changes that's taking place in the world today. Yeah, there's some inconveniences. I, I get it. But really, nothing should be changing in the way we serve God because of COVID. 
and because of nuclear threats and because, you know, this, that, and the other, none of this should be changing. God's covenant is not going to be broken. But the question is, do you believe that? My covenant will I not break. I don't know why I keep going to that. My covenant will I not break and alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. Under, I wasn't even going to go this way, but let's just roll with it. When God speaks, it becomes covenant. Amen? I mean, if I prophesied to Jim right now and say, hey, Jim, the Lord wants me to tell you, da 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 and Jim says, hey, you know what, Danny, that is right on. That's what God's been talking to me about. That becomes covenant in Jim's life. Now, it doesn't mean, no, it's going to come to pass. Jim's got to do something about it in order to make that covenant prophecy that confirmed in his spirit by the inner witness, he's got to do something about it. But it becomes covenant. God speaks it, it becomes covenant. Therefore, if he says, I'm not going to alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth, healing, long life, prosperity, safety and protection, you know, Psalms 91, we pray this, that's a part of his covenant. Therefore, it doesn't matter what comes upon the earth, you're not going to break his covenant. Well, it's not working for me. Well, again, you've got to check up on why it's not working. Well, I'm scared of a nuclear threat. But then you're, obviously you're, you're not uh, 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 having a revelation of his covenant. If I'm the last person here and they bomb the world, I'm going to be the last person here. It's not going to incinerate me. I'm not going to go to heaven and say, hey, Jesus, you know, I wanted to fulfill my destiny, but they shot a nuclear bomb and so they incinerate me, so I'm, now I'm here in heaven. Even though the word does say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> Do you understand the kind of thinking you got to get to? Amen? Amen. So he says here, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, as the, not as the world giveth, but I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I wrote this down. Um, let's see here. This is what people are doing now in 2023. You must go after your desire and destiny that God has given to you. When God tells you to move, it's time to move. You can't let the fear of what's happening in the world today stop you from doing what God has put into your heart. Amen? Because of this covenant. Now, if you will, let's move on over to... Uh, where do I want to go here? Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse 14. <clears throat> Romans 8, 14. We've heard the scripture many, many times. Verse 8, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 14. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So how are you led by the Spirit of God? Well, you're led by the inner witness, the, 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 the witness, the, the counselor that lives inside of you. Listen, I rarely say this. We're, we're not trying to hear from the voice of God. God's going to rarely speak to you through his voice. It's going to be through the inner witness, the counselor that lives inside of you is where he's going to speak to you. You say, well, how do I know if I'm hearing from God? What is your conscience telling you? That's the most elementary way I can tell you how you listen to God. What is your conscience telling you? That's the Spirit of God. 
The Bible talks about keeping your conscience clear from condemnation. Meaning what? Overriding your conscience too much, it dulls you down from hearing from the voice of God. Amen. So when you're listening to the inner witness, the counsel lives inside of you. He says you're led by the Spirit. I'm, I, was, I just finished up a series on uh, wisdom. Powerful. But three months I've been on this. And then, man, this just changed my life, how wisdom and understanding coincide with being led by the Spirit. But anyway, that's a, that's a different message. But again, he says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So again, first of all, we need to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Spirit man sensitive, especially in the day we live in. Pastor Rusty talks about this. Praying the Holy Ghost. Pray at least an hour a day. If you can, come to the Thursday night um, uh, pastoral prayer that we have. Do something, but pray in the Holy Ghost to get yourself very sensitive, to be led by the Spirit, especially in the day we live in. Then he says this, um, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, this scripture coincides with 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. For, uh, um, for perfect love, cast out all fear. Amen? Perfect love or growing love, cast out all fear. So you say, well, how do I know if my love is growing? Well, what, or, or if my love is growing, well, what's going on when it comes to fear in your life? Because if your fear is growing... Uh, if your love is growing, fear ought to be leaving. Yeah. But if you say, well, man, that fear is really increasing in my life, then your love walk is suffering. Yeah. If fear is increasing in your life, your love walk is suffering. Yeah, I know COVID's got us crazy and this and the other. No. If love is increasing in your life, forget COVID, forget everybody that's going out there. And I know it's a challenge. <laughs> Believe me. I'm on the roads and I, I'm with people too. Believe me, there's on a daily basis I have to, you know, we have to cast down thoughts and imaginations of breaking people's necks. I understand that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm getting better, amen? Praise God. That was always one of my, my big issues. I never had a problem with drugs and alcohol and illicit relationship with women. My deal was just rage and anger and just aggression just come at you. So thank God I've come a long way, amen? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you, got, you, you, you want to say something, man? Well, no matter, man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I walk in love now, amen? So, so therefore, if that, if that love is growing, then fear is leaving. So again, you say, well, man, I got all this fear in me because of what's going on. What's happening with your love walk? What's going on with your love walk? Especially now in the day we live in, it's a challenge to love people. I tell those guys in the jail, fellas, it's not going to get any better. You're going to have to learn. And, you, and, and I tell them, you can't show love if you don't know you're loved. I think it was uh, chapter 4, uh, 1 John 4, 16 says, we know and believe the love of God. That's the question we have to ask ourselves in here. Do you truly know and believe how much Jesus loves you? Well, yeah, yeah, I know, no. Do you truly know how much Jesus loves you? Before you answer that, ask yourself that question. Do I really know how much he loves me? Do I really know what he did for me? Do I really understand his covenant in this time? 
If you truly do, then these issues that's what's going on shouldn't really be uh, messing with you. Fear really shouldn't be um, uh, having any kind of a, a door in. But you have to do your part to, lead, to, to get it out, not to let it in. Amen? And it comes from knowing that he, that he loves you and understanding his covenant. You've got to understand his covenant. I keep going back to that. You've got to understand his covenant. I don't care what happens around you. I don't care people you may know, things that, that might have happened. Listen, I, I don't answer for anybody else. I know what the word of God says. Well, what about this person? What about that person? What about this happened here? That's none of my business. All I know is what the word of God says. I can't answer for so-and-so and so-and-so and this. And I, I don't know what's going on in their life. I've realized this. I'm not around people 24 hours a day, seven days a week to know everything that's going on in their lives. And I'm not going to judge people by the Word of God. Well, this person was a saint. This person went to church 30. I mean, if, I, if, you, if you came in here Wednesday and said, hey, Brother Danny's gone, he dropped dead. What does that mean? Well, I guess you know, he, was a, he was here faithful. I'm like, guess God had a reason. No, I missed it somewhere. I'm 49 years old. <laughs> That's not long life. That's not many days. So don't take, don't look at me and say, well, I'm getting at God. Oh, God needed him for something. No, I missed it somewhere. He said long life in many days I've come to give you. That's not long life. Do you see what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to get at to you? Don't judge God's word by what happens to people. You don't know everything that's going on in people's lives. This will help you if you get a revelation of it. I don't know why I keep, I keep pounding that in. But you better get a revelation of it. Get a revelation of this. My covenant will I not break. He said, but we go to Island Church. Boy, Island doesn't matter. I don't care where you go. Amen. It doesn't matter. What did, Alan said this a long time ago. Just because a car sits in the garage, don't make it a Cadillac. <laughs> he said that. Over, I remember him saying that over 20 years ago in the jail. And it's true. He did not remember that, huh, Alan? <laughs> oh, brother Alan, praise God. Amen. So, for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Adoption. Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood. That covenant now belongs to me and you. He died on that cross. He shed his blood. He was wounded for our transgressions, sins. Every sin known to mankind, he said, I bore it on the cross. You think about every sin. He said, I was wounded for your... Uh, I was, um, uh, wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities, addictions, habits, you name it. He said, I took it. I was bruised when they took me to that cross. Chastisement of our peace. That's a big one for today. Peace. Uh, 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 anxiety, fear, suicide, panic attacks. <laughs> panic attacks? It's off the charts. Fear, depression, oppression. Oppression is a type of uh, grief. 
It's easy to get into today. It's easy to look at our country and say, man, I remember 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, man, a great country's going down. Well, it is what it is. But you can't get oppressed over that. You've got to move on and stay with what God tells you. He says it's going to happen. We'll just move on and God's going to bless us. But we cannot get into that stuff and say, well, look what's happened in our great country. It is what it is. Keep going. Fulfill what God has for you. Amen? Praise the Lord. The spirit of adoption. For we cry, Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we are the sons and daughters of God, that he loves us. And he says, I want to bless you. I want to give you the desires of your heart. I want to give you that destiny. And it's not too late. I think there's, there's some people in here today that you feel, you know, I've missed the mark. It's over with. You know what? Let's just exist until this thing runs out. It's not too late. That dream, that vision, that desire that you have, it's not too late. It's not too late. I think we've gotten into a and I hear people that I went to school with, guys that are four, five, six years talking about retiring. I'm thinking, what? Retiring? I'm going to be 50 years old in May. And I think, retiring? What are, you, what are we talking about, man? But I think, man, and, and it's sad, but it's like, listen, you're young. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Pastor Rusty, keep, he's just going to keep going and keep going. I, I, I admire those kind of people that just keep going and keep going and keep going in what they're, they're called to do. I admire uh, um, uh, Brother George Martin. What, what did he practice law, 60 years? He was still practicing law when he passed away. I mean, that's cool. I like that. He didn't retire, he just kept going. What they say? He took a retainer the day before, two days before. He... I like that. I like that. That was a call. That was a desire. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let me get going here. Now, let's go to, uh, let's go to 2 Kings. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but I'm going to bring this all to a, to a conclusion here. Uh-uh. 2 Kings chapter 6. Uh-uh. Second Kings chapter six. Oh yeah. Here we go. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> you know, in the jail, you ain't got to worry about all that. I ain't got cell phones in the jail, so you. <laughs> In the jail, you got it. In jail, these guys are raising. Can I say something? No, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> they all become Bible masters when they get in there. No, you cannot say nothing. At the end of the service, you might be able to come say something to me, but you're not going to throw my service. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, First Kings, I mean Second Kings, chapter six, um, verse twenty-four. Look what it says here. It says, "And it came to pass after this." that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it uh, until a donkey's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. So 
Samaria's in a bad place. <laughs> They're in a bad place. It's bad. <laughs> when you're having to pay money for donkey heads and that's like going up to the seawall and paying a guy five dollars for a Ziploc bag of seagull poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they're at, <laughs> okay? These, uh, these aren't good days for Samaria. And, um, and as the king of Israel was passing upon the wall, the cry of a woman attempts saying, Help me, my lord, O king. Or my lord, and she says, O king. Says, and he said, If the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Or how can I help you? Out of this barn floor... Or out of the wine press. So basically, this guy is, is where a lot of people are at today. Well, I mean, if God ain't helping you, what can I do? In other words, this is pretty much the will of God, so just kind of go through it. People that you listen to now. Well, you know, this is just the way it's going to be. No, it's not. Well, yeah, but you don't understand this is going on and this is going on. It doesn't matter. Again, remember, God's covenant hasn't changed. You should just keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. So he's blaming God. Look at verse 29. Oh, I mean, uh, let's go to verse 28. And the, and the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, The woman said unto me, I uh, give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So again, this is how where it's come to. Now listen, let me just say this. I'm not in any way projecting anything I'm not a prophet, and I'm not projecting anything, so don't even... Well, what is he trying to say? I'm just reading the Bible. I'm not saying this is coming, so don't get fear and all that. I'm trying to project something. I'm not. I'm just reading the Word to you. Okay? All right. So we boiled my son, and we did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give me thy son, and we may eat him. And she hid her son. And it came to pass, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes... And he passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and people, and he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, Go do so and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphath, shall stand on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man before him. But there a messenger came unto him, and he said to the elders, so ye, so ye now, so ye how this son murdereth has sent and taken away my, my head. Look which the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door. Is not this sound of the master's feet behind him? Now watch this. And while, ye, and while he had talked with him, behold, the messenger came down unto him and said, Behold, the evil is of the Lord. What shall I wait for? What should I wait for the Lord any longer? So here we go again. This is all of the Lord. Why am I, where are we going to do this? Or why am I going to wait on him? This is the hope that's going on now. Now, even though we're not, as a country, we're not going through this, but it doesn't matter. The other things that are taking place can send you in this particular attitude. Well, this is God. doesn't matter. So be it. I'm just kind of existing. I'm just kind of hanging around. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Who knows what's going to happen economically? And it just kind of paralyzes you. You ever been there? That fear. I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to lie to you. I fought a little fear this week. I say a little fear. I mean, I, a little 
discouraging. I've always been a Trump fan. I mean, you know, don't hold it to me, okay? But when I was 14 years old, I, was, I had his book, The Heart of the Deal. And when I heard that he got indicted, I thought, oh, man, you know, good night. Praise God, you know. But, you know, but quickly I had to sit, no, wait a minute, no, Danny. I mean, that, that doesn't mean anything. Who cares? He's, he's not the salvation of this country. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to turn it around anyway. Uh, uh, Pastor Russie's reiterated that many times. It doesn't matter. No man's going to turn this thing around. So, again, this is what we have to fight. So, look what he says here now. Go to, uh, let's jump to seven. Now, watch this. And Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord, well, I've got a line through that, on the Lord on whose hand the king leaned on answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. So anyways, in other words, he's kind of mocking them. He says, listen, <laughs> okay, whatever. If the Lord makes windows in heaven, yeah, I'll wait for this to take place. I'm not holding my breath. Again, continued doubt. But now watch what Elisha says. I like what Elisha says. But then Elisha says, behold. So basically he said, hey, Elisha, let me tell you a little something. He tells, and then, and then Elisha says, no, let me tell you something. This is where we need to get to. Let me tell you something. I was talking to a guy, huh, what do I got, to 1130 or... or 11.45. Okay. So I was talking to a guy uh, last week. I'm, I'm going to finish it up here. Uh, I usually don't go real long anyway. So I was talking to a guy uh, two weeks ago. You can tell he's a well-distinguished guy, successful. And um, we started talking. And again, it, it started coming up, you know, this, that, and the other. Okay. And so... Uh, I started talking. I said, well, man, I said, you know, we are in the last of the last days. I don't know if you follow the Bible. We are in the last of the last days and perilous times and, you know, get yourself ready, you know. And he says, oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, we're not doing all that. You know, I mean, I was raised this denomination, my grandma and this and the other, but, you know, the Bible's been rewritten this, you know, how it all goes, the same old rigmarole, this, that, and the other. And so he, so he kind of did what this guy did to me. He says, now, kind of like, now, now let me just kind of, let me just kind of school you a little bit, son. And uh, when I get challenged like that, I, I, sometimes I have to kind of pull back. I said, no, you listen to me. I said, you've come too late to try to sway me. You're not going to tell me anything. I said, I'm telling you now, this is what you're going to need to do. And if you decide to do it or not, that cherish boy, he was getting hot. I said, this is what you need to do. And I could tell this thing was fixing to go into a tailspin. I said, look, brother, I just shook his hand. I said, God bless you, man. Love you. And as I was walking away, he was still talking. But I knew at that point, just leave it alone because it's not going to go. We're not going to get any fruit of that thing anyway. But sometimes you're going to have to stand up and say, listen, no, let me, let me share a little something with you. Yeah. Let me tell you. And if they don't, if, even if they seem like they're not listening, their spirits are listening. Yeah. Believe me, when that guy was driving home, those words were ringing in his ears. Yeah. This was one guy I didn't get over off of. This is one guy that didn't just sit back and say, oh, yeah, maybe you got a point, man. Well, I didn't think about it that way. That's what he was wanting. But I challenged him, and now he's going home thinking, oh, you know what, man, that guy didn't, he didn't just, you know, go to what I was saying. He, he answered back. And that's what we're going to have to do in this day and hour to get that, um, to get the word across. So look what he says here now. Look at, uh, let's go to three. This is, this is where I want to finish this thing up. 
<clears throat> and it says, there were four leprous men at the, uh, at the entering of the gate, which is the gate of Samaria. And they said one to another, why sit here until we die? So they're outcasts. They got leprosy. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. Well, they, they're looking into Samaria and thinking, man, they're eating donkey heads and dove dung. We ain't no sense in going in there. We're going to die in there with them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we're going to die there. And then it says, if we, if we sit still here at the gate, we're going to die also. He says, now, therefore, come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us, now, look, look, look what they say here. If they save us alive, or meaning if they take us in and give us what we need, we'll live. He says, and if they kill us, we shall but die. If they kill us, it doesn't matter. We're going to die anyway. So what do we have to lose? The Syrians weren't for them. They said, we're going to go over there and we're going to see if they'll help us. And if they help us, hey, praise the Lord. But if they don't, we'll just but die. But if we go to Samaria, we're going to die. And if we sit this gate, we're going to die. <laughs> this is, listen, Right now where we're at, you're going to have to get out of that attitude. Well, I guess it's over with. No, you're going to have to do something by faith. You just can't sit there and say, well, I guess it's over with. It's not over with. You're going to have to do something by faith in what God has put in you to do. That desire, that, that, that uh, um, destiny. I've been, I've been kind of battling this the last couple of months on something that I've been wanting to do. And I think, well, Lord, good night. You know, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to take a while. I mean, do I really want to start this now? But then I have to tell myself, well, what's the problem? Well, Jesus comes back next month. Then so what? <laughs> we just go to heaven, bro. What does it matter? But if it's in your heart and, and it's what God's told you to do, then go do it. If the desire he put in you, do it. Don't just sit back and say, well, I guess I missed it. I guess it's over with. What's that dream God's put in you? What's that thing that excites you? Yeah. That, that, I like what uh, uh, Keith Moore calls it, deep call of thunder deep. What's that deep thing in you think, man, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Well, why aren't you not doing it? If it's been in you 30 years, what's the problem? <laughs> but we shall but die. And they arose up in the twilight. Now, this is the act of faith. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. <laughs> Wherefore, they arose and fled in the twilight left their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp as it was, and they fled for their lives. You don't think we don't live in that day right now? Really? I mean, these countries, you think they got some kind of power? This is all, this is all God's got to do right here. They're weak. They're weak. Even the Bible says when we look upon Satan, we're going to say, this is the guy that did all this? 
You know, I used to look at people and I would think, when I, you know, I don't do this anymore, praise God. But I would look at some people and think, I would think, praise God. Well, I try not to do it anymore. <laughs> I would look at some people and think, man, the devil must really laugh at these people, how deceived he's got them. Look what these people look like. But then the Lord showed me, no, that's what he is. It's like, whoa, that's who he is. He's not getting people to do crazy stuff and go, oh, yeah, I would never do that. No, that's who he is. Kind of gets you to thinking. That's who he is. He's weak. And when the lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, verse 8, they went into the tent, and they did eat and drink. They got that. That's all they wanted. We're hungry. But now watch this. And they carried then silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, and then came again. <laughs> and entered into another tent, and carried in also, and they went and hid it. Look what was facing them. Look what was happening. These were lepers. Going to Samaria, you're going to die. Say at the gate, you're going to die. We'll step out in faith and go towards the Syrians. I like something that um, uh, Greg Fritz said last Saturday. He said, you know, every time he does a pros and cons list to the will of God, the cons are always going to outweigh it. Why am I doing this for? This is crazy. That's God. Throw your pros and cons uh, sheet away. It's not going to happen. This, the, the, the cons outweigh the pros. Isn't that right? The cons are the bad, pros are the good. Isn't that right? So the cons outweigh the, the, the pros in this situation. They went and did it, and look what happened in their lives. But they could have sat at the gate and said, well, I guess it's over with. Let's just die. That's where so many people are at today. It's over with. There's no, there's no sense in following my dream. There's no sense in following that desire. Let's just, let's just kind of exist, and let's just kind of run this thing out. Let's just be done with it. It's a miserable life. And the sad part about it is two, three years goes by, you can look back and say, wow, you know, I could have been doing something here. I just burned three years. Because I'm so caught up in everything that's going on. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. My covenant will I not break to alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. He's not going to break his covenant. It's going to come to pass. But you're going to have to step out in faith and you're going to have to go towards it and do it. And you're going to have, listen, you're going to have to... Again, that's between you and God on what you do as far as the information of this world. But my, my high suggestion to you, I'd shut it down. You say, well, Brother Danny, I just think you're just kind of not in touch with reality. I'm not. And I'm going to stick my head even deeper into the sand and get more and more out of the reality of it. You, call, you say whatever you want to say about it. But I don't have to fight all this mess on a constant basis because I'm spending time watching all this mess on the news and going on my phone and this and that and the other. You got to be careful of it. And it served me well. Amen. Praise God. So uh, I'm going to, um, before I shut it down, I just wanted to, uh, I'm not going to have you come up, but if you say, hey, listen, you know, there, there's some things uh, that you've been ministering on that is, is spoke to me. If you say you've been battling some of these things, uh, you have some dreams, some desires that God's put in your heart and this kind of, um, uh, confirms with you, then I'm just going to ask you, just stand up and just let me agree in faith with you in prayer. 
You don't have to come up here, but just stand and just let me agree in faith with you. If you say, yeah, you know, I've been battling some of this. I got, I got some things I want to do. I got some things I want to do. And I'm not ready to shut this thing down and just lay down and just do nothing. I got some things I want to do. Amen? Listen, I'm a part of this. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we just thank you, Lord, we can come to you today, Lord. <clears throat> we just, I just pray, Father, first of all, we just bind the spirit of fear, doubt, unbelief, confusion off of people. I thank you, Father, that your gifts and your callings are without repentance. When it's in us, it's in us. And nothing should stop that, Lord. This is the greatest day to be alive, Father. This is the day that we should be doing it more and more, going towards what you've called us to do. So I pray over my brothers and my sisters today. I thank you, Father, that that gift, that calling that's in them, stirs hotter and hotter. That they'll get that confirmation by the inner witness. Go do it. There's a time to move and there's a time to pray. And when it's time to move, it's time to move. And I thank you, Father, for this now. We're moving. We've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Let's move in Jesus' name. It's time to move. Hallelujah. It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. Settle in. It's time to move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we'll move in Jesus' name. For the greatest days are ahead in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I thank you, Father, that we will obey what you've told us to do. We'll step out in faith. We'll do what you've called us to do. And we'll fulfill it. And whether Jesus comes back and we go to heaven, hey, we're ready, Lord. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready. But if not, and we go by the grave, we're going to fulfill it in Jesus' name. So I just thank you, Father, for this right now. And I just thank you for your anointing. Your anointing that is upon us. And Father, I just pray this, Lord, over everybody in here. <laughs> Thank you that you give us the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding, Father. Wisdom and understanding in Jesus' name. Thank you for this, Lord, just like you gave to Solomon. Wisdom and understanding, Father, in Jesus' name. That spirit's upon us. So I thank you, Father, now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that these men and women will get a resolve in them to say, you know what? Let's do it by faith in Jesus' name. And I'm not going to worry about anything else. We're just going to do it by faith. Get that hope up. Get my faith up. We're going to do it in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father, now in Jesus' name. Thank you that we have eyes to see, ears to hear what you have to say to us, Father, now in this hour. 
Thank you for Pastor Rusty, Pastor Leah, blessing them, Lord. Your anointing that's upon them and growing in them, Father, as they preach the word to us, that we listen and we hear by faith in Jesus' name, the man and woman of God that you've placed in our lives. Thank you for blessing us with such powerful ministers of the word at this church, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you and we thank you, Father, now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.